Welcome to a new episode of Operation Gundog. We hope you enjoy it. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Yukonuba Sporting Dog. If you want to get everything your dog's got, you need nutrition that holds nothing back. To help unleash your dog's maximum potential, check out the new Yukonuba Premium Performance lineup at yukonubasportingdog.com. So, uh, you know, it's funny when, whenever we have a guest on, uh, we kind of do a little run through uh, with them about how we edit and you know hold the phone or your microphone x you know a fixed distance but one of my go-to jokes is always i tell people don't worry you know this isn't a live podcast we do editing so if you slip up or stumble on words or you say something bad about lyle steinman we can cut that out but <laughs> i can't uh I can't imagine you'd say something bad about yourself so that I can't do that joke this, this evening. Oh, Lord. Oh, my. Oh, oh yeah. Keep asking that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. But, uh, man, I, I'm excited for this episode. It'll be a great time. John, who's, who's introing us today? Is it your turn? I think it's you, man. Is it me? Yeah. I get to introduce Lyle Steinman? <laughs> think so, man. Wow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I might have to get him to sign, sign my copy of this episode. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, here's the deal with me, okay? I just get up every morning and I just go train. Okay? Right. Um, I don't. I don't read the bullshit. I don't watch myself. I don't listen to myself. I just, I just go train all day, is that, every is day that, huh? <clears throat> all day, every day. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, <clears throat> you know, it, it's, it, I, I don't, I tell Steph this all the time. I really don't understand. I just went and did my job every day. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't understand what I've done. I don't understand that this is what I was supposed to do. Just go train. Right. Uh, if my grandfather taught me, if, if you do your job, you will be paid. Very mm -hmm. true That's, statement. That's wisdom right there. Yeah. I mean, I just, so I don't, and, and stuff like that humbles me in the sense of, I want to motivate guys to go train. That's what I want to do. Go train. Right. Well, go, that's, get uh, go get better. Yeah, that that's what we're all about here too. You know, yeah. from from the guy that's just training a meat dog to the person that wants to go out there and and put a master title on a dog or even a grand title or you know go run SRSs. We've we've had guys like Luke Core on here, Keith Hall, all those guys, and and really there we we want to uh to always you know inspire people educate mm -hmm. people and make sure that one the gun dog space continues to grow and two those people who get off of their nine to five come home and want to go out and train their dog you know they're given the information and the inspiration to to go out and do that yeah and i i respect that guy Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Because, yeah. okay, it's kind of like before thirty-five o'clock. <clears throat> excuse me. And I go train. That's my job. And I can't imagine someone working a job seven to five, eight to five, come home, go load, and is training right now. Okay. Yeah. I can't. I can't imagine because I hurt so bad right now. My body is killing me. Okay. And if you walked into my house right now, it's 65, 68 degrees, and it's cold in here. And I got a sweatshirt on. Oh, wow. You and I might be cut from the same cloth because it's 69 yeah, but, in my house and I got a hoodie on. Yeah, I do because I, I just – I can't imagine doing a job and then go train and going to dark and get up and go work. I mean, oh, my. Mm. I respect yeah, that. Yeah, that's energy. a lot of hours. Uh, yeah, I respect someone like that. 
Well, man, that's some deep, uh, deep philosophical uh, dog training talk right there. Before yeah. we even get into the episode, we might have to might have to work around this and, and make sure we splice this in there somewhere. Okay, absolutely. Welcome back to Operation Gun Dog. We're here on episode twenty nine, and we are uh, speaking with the one and only lyle steinman yep he uh he did us the favor and carved out a little time to talk with us and with you guys about some dog training we're going to really try to uh narrow it down as hard as that might be to just talk about swim by but in the off chance that anyone here doesn't know who lyle steinman is lyle would you mind introducing yourself to our guests <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm just five generation farm boy. That's all I am. Uh, I get up every morning and I go do my job. And so that's, that's pretty well all I've done is just go do my job every day. Well, you, you, uh, you seem to be doing that yeah. job pretty well. Uh, I've been extremely blessed to stand by some phenomenal athletes that have taught me a lot. Um, they, they are, I, I've been extremely blessed. That, that's just the best way to put it. You sound like you're motivated by the dogs. Yeah. Um, those are my kids. Um, they are a reflection of me. Um, they are who I am, uh, each and every one of those guys. Whether you like me or not is irrelevant. You will respect me, but you will never disrespect my kids. That's my that's, powerful, powerful stuff right there, man. Yeah, I mean, even my, my children, two-legged kind, <laughs> no different than my four-legged kind, um, I eat sleep with these guys and the ideal is to make make those kids better every day and as a dog trainer <clears throat> we need to tell ourselves we're teachers and it doesn't matter what you are you are a teacher teach don't train right that's a great way to put it okay. Well, to uh, to really dive into the meat and potatoes of this episode, John, do you want to kick us off with some questions for the uh, the Steinman? Oh man! Well, uh, since the episode's about uh, swim by, um, I guess we talk a little bit about that. And uh, with that, a um, couple questions I had was, um, well, let's break it down to one question. But at what point in training is is it time for swim by? Um, after you've done, of course, you've done you, you've done the force fetch, you've done force to the pile, you've been patient, and that's the biggest thing I want to emphasize is, please be patient. Okay, we are in a society of now, and we need to get back to uh, being patient. So, you know, get get through that force to the pile, get through your single T, get through the five leg and your dog's casting and handling. And he understands he is running cold blinds land wise. Okay. And then you want to go to uh, a water force pond. And if you can find something, the ideal water force pond, 35 foot by 75 foot with a four to one slope. And that is Rex cars swim by pond. Okay. Good to know. And it, it's not too wide. It's not too long. It's perfect. Okay. And so what you want to do with that swim by is we're going to start off with a pile of bumpers. And I use a white bucket across the, uh, the, the 35 foot part of it. Okay. And we're being patient. So we're going to address the pile by throwing a bumper across the, the, the swim by pond. Here, sit, good, back, fetch, back, fetch, no pressure. 
And we want to make sure that that dog understands that that's where we're going. Right. If the dog doesn't understand we're going across without no pressure, he's not ever going to experience pressure to force him across. Well, that makes sense. So you, you, again, teach, not train, you're teaching. So once that dog understands that we're going across, you know, the swim by pond, then we're going to start applying a little bit of pressure and you want to back away from the water to give yourself a little bit of space. Okay. So the first thing you're going to do is here, sit good. Address it again, back, apply pressure with a collar until the dog gets into the water. The minute the dog puts one toe in the water, you want to release the pressure on the transmitter. And even if you have to go back, 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 back to get the dog across, that's fine. Dog picks it up, comes back. Good, good. And then you may want to, the next time, do not apply any pressure. You may want to go two or three or four times with no pressure. Okay, you want to keep the dog off balance. Okay, and you want to start backing away from the water so the dog understands that pressure, land is not a good thing. Land is where pressure is applied, water where it's safe. So are you, oh, I know the answer to this. I think I know the answer to this, but um, are you doing this sometimes, sometimes without pressure at random or is it um, with what you're seeing from the dog? what you're seeing from the dog and what your gut tells you. Right. Okay. If you see the dog flinching, even though you're not applying pressure right off the bat, maybe two or three feet into it, back pressure back. Okay. Once the dog gets in the water, depending on, depending upon that dog, you may want to say, good, 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 back, good, back, good. Okay. You're always one to encourage that dog. That's what you're looking for. All right. And then once you do is you built that force into the water and here's where your handling comes into effect. Dog enters the water, tweet, left over. Let the dog exit only at the left end. If the dog tries to come at you or go back, no, tweet, no. No pressure in the water. If the dog tries to get out, apply pressure back. Get the dog in the middle of that swim by pond and cast out. So quick question. So we're, we're working those overs, right? Are you, are you teaching those overs with a pile on the end of those channels? And if so, okay. I do not. I've already got casting left and right overs on the five leg or the three leg pattern. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't apply. I don't, you could do that. But you you got to remember, you don't have a bumper in your mouth. So you're casting that dog over to the left. Let the dog exit a little bit. Tweet. Good. Cast the dog back into the water. And make sure he stays in the middle of the end. And you cast him all the way back. Tweet. Good. Good. He's in the middle of the swim by. Give him a left or right back. He goes and gets the bumper. Good. 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 Gotcha. Okay. And then and then try and then turn him around here. Sit good. Back. No pressure. He gets in the water, goes across. He slows down. Back. No pressure. Gets out, gets the bumper, comes back. Good. Mm-hmm. And then and then you want to go. Depending upon what you're seeing, is you may want to try a right cast, right overcast. Exit out. Good. Good. And what you want to do is make sure the dog, when you're giving a left or right over. The dog is ahead of you a little bit as he's gotcha. swimming. Does that make sense? Even mm-hmm. though you're getting right. over, 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 good, over. I don't care if you say over 56,000 times. Over, good, good, over, over. You're exiting the water. There's only four spots that that dog should exit. At the ends and across and at towards you. Mm-hmm. What about uh, pressure? Um, you know, not, not from the send, but, uh, when else would you give, uh, pressure, um, when they're exiting the pond coming back in, um, if let's say they started to cheat, would you give them pressure? Would you whistle stop them? Yeah. Whistle stop. No pressure over back into the water. 
The only time you're going to say over is in swim by. Okay. Right. Not on a land blind or a water blind. Do you want to give any overs? Okay. Right. And then at a point where you keep working at it, and here's the key part of this deal. Okay. Within 10 days to two weeks, this dog is going to understand water force. Right. Gotcha. Water, water force is a minimum of 30 days or more. Right. Mm-hmm. And back to what you were said, uh, what you're saying before about uh, applying force. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. And you're looking at effort with that, correct? Correct. But you've got to remember after 10 days to two weeks, this dog understands to stay in the water. Right. And so what you want to do is, okay, and this is what's hard to do. Put that cell phone in your truck. Don't answer any phone calls because you, you may go seven days setting this dog up for a split second of a correction that you missed. Okay. Other than force fetch swim by is the most important thing this dog will ever go through. That's big. Mm -hmm. And you're going to, you're going to take that back into the field water wise. And you may go 45 days. Okay. If a dog really doesn't like water and you know it, you may be 60 days on a water force. Mm. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of time. And you may be going back to water force throughout this dog's career. That's interesting. And uh, when you say, you know, you may, uh, I would guess there's uh, that kind of depends on the dog. And um, I know one of the things that we wanted to at least touch on was how much of this water ability is nature versus nurture. Genetics yeah. versus training. Like you always hear about dogs having water vision versus land vision and things like that. Well, I mean, if you're a land seeker, I don't right. want you. I don't want you. <laughs> okay. It makes it a lot easier when they when they seek the water. You're right. 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 And you you're gonna tell a lot by swim by what you got, but you already know what you have before you got there. Right. Puppy mm-hmm. puppy wise. And, and if you've got one that is land dominant, then you know that this water force is critical and you're probably going to have to do tune-up water force on a regular basis. So that's one of those that you may have to revisit and it's more of a genetic or natural process that's just needing some reinforcement. Everything is genetic. Right. Everything. So, um, so when you look at something like a water seeker versus a land seeker, I mean, obviously early exposure to water, if a dog's never seen water before and then they show up at a, at a training facility or something, they're going to be land dominant. But how much of that, that nature do you think plays into being a water seeking dog? Um, and nature versus like socialization mm-hmm. water as a young younger dog yeah how much do you think that plays into a dog being a water seeker or do you think it is purely natural when you take a, a eight-week-old puppy you just got it from the litter and take it down to a pond and it's jumping in okay well that's going to be a water seeker or can can things kind of fluctuate how early i guess is my question Will you know if a dog is a water seeker or a land seeker? Quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a a puppy named Bob, okay? And when he was five, six, seven weeks of age, he would swim with his mother in the middle of a lake, a big lake. He'd follow her in. She was swam. She was a field. She's a field champion. Okay. So I get him in. And of course, we're raising the puppies inside. And at seven and a half weeks of age, he'd already knew where the pond was, which was 200 yards from the house. So you'd let him out in the morning in the dark. And you look up and you'd see him dart into the pond. And he's swimming in the middle of one of my tech ponds. Sounds like an otter, maybe. That's a dog. About, about <laughs> right. Yeah, that's about right. So I have to walk 200 yards in the middle of 
a dark with coffee, of course, to get him out of the pond. <laughs> you can't be mad at him for that. I don't think. No, you know? that's a water seeker. Yeah. Okay. That's what you're looking for. And once you have one of those puppies like that, you understand exactly what you're looking for. It only gotcha. takes one. It only takes one to say, oh, my, that's what we're looking for. Because everybody should be good on land. Okay? Water's where you win. Water's where you pass. In anything. And if I get to the water and I lose a dog in the water series, I'm extremely upset because that's where my strength is. Hmm. That's a that's definitely a good point there about waters where you win and pass. Right. Yeah, you, you you just you just look for those guys. A good dog stays wet. You'll hear a lot of people say that comment, and that's a true statement. I would rather go out in anything because a dog stayed in the water too long. Mm-hmm. Well, it always goes back to that that whole effort deal. If you're if you got a bank right there, it's a lot easier to run on that bank than it is to you know make that deliberate uh, decision to swim alongside it. Dogs can't swim as fast as they can run, and it's going to take them more effort to get there. So so it kind of circles back to what we we were talking about, you know, correcting on effort and things like that. A dog that's choosing to put in the effort to to do things right and choosing to stay in the water, you know, they're they're putting in that effort. Yes, yes, they are. They're not they're not lazy. Mm-hmm. And we've taught them that water is a good place to be. That's what we've taught. So I have a quick question, and it kind of circles back to what we were talking about. You know, on the uh, the scene of your your channel pond teaching uh swim by and and i'm i assume this might be uh might be a scenario that comes up pretty often when when teaching with a dog especially one that's not a water seeker what happens when you you give that left or that right over and they carry it all the way to the end of the pond and then it's a fight to get them back in the pond can you kind of give an example of maybe a, a time that that uh, illustrates that well for you and can kind of uh, give our listeners an example of something if, if they run through swim by and their dog gets out on the far right or the far left side of the, mm-hmm. the channel, but they're struggling to get it back in some little nuggets of information for them to keep in the back of their mind. All that situation. Oh, uh, just be patient. Okay. And you may not want to apply any pressure. Okay, if that dog's working with you, you know, over, over, good, over. The dog's making progress getting into the water, then I'm good with it. Okay, if we have a dog that's having problems with that, one thing that you always want to do with anything is always have a bumper in your back pocket. That's smart. Mm -hmm. Okay, because you want to get out of that situation. Sometimes, you go, okay, I can't win. And you got to take a deep breath and say, okay, I'm going to throw the bumper back into the water in the middle. Good. Over, 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 over. Good. Let the dog get the bumper in the middle of the swim by and then call it to you. Good. Good. You're just being patient. As, as simple of a bailout as that is, uh, it, it makes it, it makes sense to, uh, you know, have a quick, easy win with that. Well, there's sometimes, and okay, and this is because I'm old and I've been around, and sometimes you just got to go, I can't win. And you have to take a deep breath and go, I'm going to wait and play another day, okay? Right. And what you've got to take a step back and look at this okay this is hard to do we have to leave our ego in the truck and understand that we're just going to address it later okay and i can't remember what i did 
two days ago or what I had for lunch or supper, but I can remember what a dog did six months ago to me that I've been waiting to get a correction like that. <laughs> right. Okay. And sometimes what you've got to do as a trainer is take great notes and, and say, okay, this happened to me. This is what I didn't like or whatever it may be. Oh, but there's got to be a point where you go, okay, I'm just going to get out of this situation and try it again. But if you work on your swim by like it, we do, okay, you can give a left or right over and exit out of that swim by pond. And I'm telling you that dog after a while will go 100, 200, 300 yards. If you have the option space wise and keep, right. you just keep driving hit the whistle and go over and that dog will come right back a hundred, 200, 300 yards and enter the water at the place that had exited. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, but it, they will do that because they understand that's the only place I exit. That's the spot. One of yeah. four spots. That, so that, uh, <clears throat> that brings up another, uh, topic of, uh, de-cheating and is that something you would consider part of your swim by process it's something you would do before after when you're getting into pattern blinds like at what point are you uh de-cheating yeah i mean you you've already you, your dog is good at handling okay and i wouldn't right. try swim by until that dog understands left and right overs backs casting all that stuff okay and then you can take a bumper and you're you're sitting there and 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 say, okay, I want to see where I'm at. So take a bumper that you got in your back pocket and throw it to the left or the right of that swim by pond. Here, sit back. If that dog goes around the corner and cheats it, then you're, uh, you're not there. <laughs> right. Okay, you, you've got a problem. You need to go back and continue what you're doing. And then what we do on, on probably 90% of the marks we do has water involved in it. Okay. Oh, wow. And then we, what would you want to do is you, we train on marks almost four or five, six times a week on marks that we're going to see at a hunt test and SRS that are a corner cheater. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Throw a mark, train on that mark that you see every weekend. That's a corner cheater because it's quick. Right. So why not do it? Mm -hmm. You're going to see it. So train on it. The dog cheats the water. Apply light pressure, recall, rethrow the mark. That's the only time you're going to rerun a mark because you didn't let the dog get it. Okay. Once the dog gets it, understands it, don't rerun it. Go on. Right. Gotcha. So your whole, just to clarify for for people at home that maybe they're training their first gun dog, the de-cheating process comes after the completion of swim by, or where do you put it in your program? Yes, after swim by, you you can't you can't go to de-cheating on singles marks a water until you go through swim by because you're you're applying pressure for a dog that doesn't understand what he's doing wrong right because we're teaching the dog you know pressure off when getting the water right right and and you take as a gun dog if you've got a gun dog that's just going to go through you know just a great hunting dog then I would only water force the dog across to the other side. I would never handle the dog left or right on a swim by. Now, why is that? Because if you're hunting the river, you just want him to get in, right? Mm -hmm. That's all you want him to do, to get in. Or you and I are out pheasant hunting, and we shoot a pheasant across uh, a creek. Here, sit, and the water's cold. Back. All he's doing is going across. Mm -hmm. So what about when it comes to running a, a blind in a hunting situation? Do you feel with a dog that hasn't 
been taught those overs, its handling looks any different on the water? Or do you feel like once you establish, get in the water, because I told you to, the handling Correct. aspect just the same as it did on land? Uh, uh, yes, I agree. I mean, if you want to go into extensive swim by for a gun dog, it may be overkill. Right. Right. A lot of times with our gun dog program, a lot of these dogs, uh, they're, they're forced to the pile. Okay? So if a guy goes, hey, all I want the dog to do is to pick up ducks and dust and that, we'll water force that dog and the guy doesn't even really know. Mm, right. Does that make sense? Here, sit back, get in the water, just get across. Or you, you're hunting in pits, or you're hunting in in things like that. It, does that make sense? You're you're training that dog for how that guy hunts. Mm-hmm. You're not going to competition the dog, but he doesn't even know the dog's water force. You you went up and beyond what he asked you to do. Mm-hmm. So I guess moral of the story there is is a complete swim by process creates honesty in a competition gun dog. Correct. If you're going to run the dog and hunt tests or anything like that, then go through the full swim by. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, you got a guy who's hunting out of a pit blind on a flooded rice field with a bunch of decoys out there. You know, it doesn't have to be, beautiful i mean i guess you can show off for your friends but you just need the dog to go pick up the ducks you're not being exactly graded on it correct and yeah, you're not going to have to have the dog cross over three points in route to get the <laughs> get the got, duck in a rice you field. got somebody taking yeah. notes uh your dog cheated on the way back right there so uh yeah. dock you sir yeah <laughs> and i mean there's there's yeah if, if the dog's going to be a hunting dog that that runs hunt tests and snap then yes you want to do all the whole gamut and go through it uh but you know the ideal when we're hunting is uh just go get the bird please gotcha well this might be fast forwarding in the process a little bit but how do you so we we established with swim by we're teaching them you know force on land safe on water how how does that transition with dogs when you get to the point where they're giving cast refusals on the water? Do you give indirect pressure in the water in those types of situations? Yeah, if you have to give pressure, okay, you can always go up, but you can't come down, collar-wise, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you get some cast refusals in the water, you know, when you're starting to run cold blinds and water blinds, um, the, the, the whole deal is if, if you've got a blind set up and today it takes 50 whistles, you come back out tomorrow and you do it in 35, you're making progress, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Water blinds are taught. There's only so many configurations of a land blind and water blind. You just go like a land blind. So if you're running a land blind under the arc, off to the left, off the back side of the gun. There's only so many configurations of a land blind. Same way with the water blind. On the point, off the point, channel blinds, stay in the water, get off. You know, there's there's just only so many configurations of that blind, but right. they're all taught. Right. You're showing them the test, showing them the, uh, the questions for the test. They've Correct. seen it all. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah, you paint the pictures for them, and then they start to recognize the pictures every time I see them. Well, I mean, okay. You guys, some of our listeners will understand what a Rolodex is. You know what a Rolodex is? I do. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Okay. So when a dog is running a land blind or a water blind, and he walks up there, and you've taught him all these different configurations. He starts going through the Rolodex. Click. Got it. That's where it's at. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's yep. a great analogy. Yeah. Just teach. Um, yeah, it's just 
If in doubt, turn the collar down. You can mm-hmm. always go up. You can't come down. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining uh, this legend of a dog that's so watery that you have to reverse de-cheat it. <laughs> have you ever heard of that? Or would that, oh, yeah. <laughs> would that be oh, yeah. something that you would do? Oh, yeah. You just um, – um, if you've got a watery dog and you're running a land blind uh, – a landmark and the dog sees water and gets in it you take yeah. a deep breath and you go well be patient right yeah just take a deep breath um a good dog seeks water right so used to hitting the water but if there's any insight on the way to that mark there taking a dip you take a deep breath and you go, oh, well, it's okay. Yes. Because mm-hmm. what a, yeah. I want a water seeker. There's worse problems to have with your, your gun dog Correct. than the one that would take it. <laughs> take a little detour through the pond. Yes. Yeah. Big deal. Uh, that kind of makes me think of, you know, your story about the puppy. Do you. Do you have any funny stories or experiences where a water seeker, like you said, you got to take a breath and just say, okay, good dog, seek water. But has there ever been a setup where a dog took such an out-of-the-box detour and ended up in water that you just almost had to laugh at why, why did you do that? Yeah, I mean, um, that's a dog that really probably didn't see a mark and says, okay, I didn't see a mark, but I know water's safe. Mm-hmm. And you just go, good dog. Usually <laughs> yeah. Because seeking, seeking water at the end of the day is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that brings up a point. If you're running marks and you don't think a dog sees a mark, then throw it again. Mm. Be forgiving. Speaking of marks with water, generally, I've always heard the rule of don't throw marks in front of water. No, no, no. Hell no. Oh, my. No. <laughs> And, and so you're talking about water being the backdrop. Yes. You're, uh, okay. You're 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 dropping a a bird in front of the water, and mm-hmm. they're going to run up to the pond to pick it up and come back. Oh yeah. yeah. No. No. Because you're no. essentially training the dog that it you know it finds its reward at the bank. It doesn't have to get in the water. <clears throat> yeah. No. Um, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just no. Um, <laughs> well, that, that's um, there was a hunt test that we ran uh, where they threw two out of three birds in front of the water, and then the land blind was in front of the water of probably a twenty-five acre lake. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah, could see some had, problems. Yeah, I about had a stroke. Yeah. Okay. Sure. The gallery was probably uh, oh, real excited my. about that. Oh yeah, and it got worse <laughs> in the mm. next series. But yeah, we teach these. Yeah, in training, no. Yeah, they're in training. Black is black, and white is white. There mm-hmm. is no. Gr- there is no gray. Gotcha. You're either getting wet or we're running running landmarks as one or the other. Yes, that that's exactly correct. There's no yeah, because all we've ever taught these guys was water's where you want to be. That's a good place. And then we throw a mark in front of the water and you don't get in, you go, Oh my that, that that's that's yeah. That's your own teaching at, at work. Yeah. Yeah, that that's D training. Mm-hmm. 
There you go. Do you have any favorite water training drills? And if so, what are they? Um, three and four birds down the line, uh, parallel to the shore. <clears throat> They're on the shore or in the water, I guess. On, well, on. It, they call if you got enough dam space. This is some. Anytime anybody's got any water, I promise you there's a dam on there. And you want to throw one, two, and three, four birds down the shore. And what okay. that teaches the dog, is after you swim by and all that, it teaches the dog to stay in the water. So we're talking about down down the shore blinds? Is that the Correct. picture? Okay. Yeah, yeah, marks. You throw them as marks. Okay, uh, marks. Needs, needs to be done by uh, a bird thrower. No mechanical, okay? mm. because you're being patient and you want to teach that. Gotcha. Inline marks down the shore. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, and and that's another episode. It'll take hours to <laughs> explain that. Right. But, but that's something that everybody has after swim by that everybody could teach. Mm-hmm. And it's so what the problem is, it's so hard to explain not in real life. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of brings up another question that that follows, you know, this the topic at hand. Angled entries and teaching angled entries and exits. Do you have a certain strategy for approaching things like that or do you approach it the same as you do your swim by but you're just pointing your dog at an angle into the water? Um, yeah, swim by, come out of that and you know, go to three and four birds down the shore. Mm-hmm. That'll teach perfect angle entry. And again, the problem is, is I can, nobody can explain that without seeing it. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that is a hands-on one-on-one teaching situation because every dog is different and you have to read the dog. I'm, so well, so uh, I know one of the things we kind of wanted to touch base on was uh, at what point in swim by do you say, well, I know that you have a bit of a timeline, but at what point are you saying, all right, we've met our goal on swim by and we're ready to, to move on? Uh, you know, after 30 days minimum, then go to de-cheating singles. And if you're seeing the dog watery, Mm -hmm. And you're probably good. If you're not seeing the dog understanding that going around the corner is not a good place, then your swim by isn't complete. Gotcha. That's a good, uh, good indicator. You know, one of the things people always talk about is the indication that you're ready to come off a T is being able to run reverse T. That's, that's a, you know, good indicator for somebody at home who's, saying hey i've been doing swim by for x amount of weeks i wonder if i'm done you know they can kind of gauge it off of off of that well and after about two weeks swim by sucks (laughs) (laughs) for you or the dog (laughs) well for both because you're sitting there and you go god lord almighty this is horrible but you've (laughs) got you've got to be on top of your game and don't let your guard down because you might be able to get a correction like that right. that you go got you. Gotcha. Mm. You're like on a on a stakeout waiting for something to happen. That, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You 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 you're yeah. You go. Oh, this is horrible. And you go, and you make a correction to go gotcha. And there then you can move forward. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You gotcha. And you, you get can that move teaching forward. moment. There you go. You got, oh, yeah, you got it. And and mm. it may be just a slight correction, but then you can move forward. But it, it yeah, swim by is so important that that's, yeah, yeah I can't, I can't stress that enough. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why we wanted to talk about it with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, just be patient and slow. Um, even with a dog that's extremely watery, you've got to be patient and slow because they're going to mess up. 
sooner or later they'll mess up and make a mistake mentally. So here's a random question for you. So we've done swim by, right? We finished a dog with swim by. Do you think that dog is capable of running in a seasoned test after swim by or where, at what point in training do you think a dog is ready to run in seasoned or senior? If the dog can do a channel blind. Okay. So um, the marking should be there by that point, and you're thinking about mm-hmm. what kind of a blind could you possibly mm-hmm. see in a test. Yeah. Here, here's the biggest thing that it's hard to do. Always train for the next level that you're wanting to run. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. We are again in a now society. We want it now. All right. How many dogs do you see that are one and two year old phenoms that you never hear about again? It's funny you say that. It, I, I know when we had that SRS at a at my the kennel I work at when we hosted that one for us uh, Joel Porter Stephen Durance Jerry Day uh, all of us kind of got together and, and did a little bit of training uh, after those events and that was one of the points that that Jerry brought up is you know some some dogs when people push to to you know be the youngest or just happen to have one the youngest you you don't see very much or hear very much about them after they they pick up that last title correct so what do we think the reason is for that what's uh what's going on there uh, ego yeah um too, too hard too fast yeah yeah I, th- I think the point that jerry day made was when you push a dog that fast, that young, you you leave so many holes in your training that can't get addressed later on. Like you do, you agree re- with that? Retrain. Well, I guess you you teach a dog. I'm trying to think of exactly how you worded it, but it's you're something along the, the lines of you're showing the test without. Without yeah. teaching the, the teaching material, mm-hmm. exactly. just memorize this. Exactly. Do you agree with that, Lyle? Oh yeah, yeah. Here, here's okay. So we run a set of landmarks today. Okay, it's on my Facebook page. Uh, four hundred fifty yard, left to right landmark. Okay, hatch backside of the gun not long he didn't okay Mm. and it's 85 degrees plus recalled him all the way back in threw it again got it correct threw a walk away mark across the road looped around goes "Ah, i think i'm coming in (laughs) you want to (laughs) bet okay he had a bad day Okay. These guys try to get these dogs to be something at some at, at such an early age that here here's here's our philosophy here. Okay. We're not worried about today. Just like Alabama football. Okay? <laughs> That's horrible to say, (laughs) but you have to build for the future. Mm -hmm. So you're being patient with these phenoms slowly. And everybody tries to run these guys so early, so quick going, they're, they're jeopardizing their career. Who cares what you're going to do for me at one, two, 
three, four years of age. I want to know what you're going to do for me at five, six, and seven and beyond. Mm-hmm. I think this is great information for our listeners, especially, you know, the ones just getting started and those that, you know, have buddies that have dogs that are doing certain things and, you know, trying to keep up, um, following somebody's footsteps or set, set a standard off of what somebody else, um, you know, that dog could be this very dog that we're talking about right here. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you're looking at. Okay. You take like Ducky. Ducky is now just four. Okay. At two, she was pushing my SRS truck. Since then, she's won two SRS events. Coming season before the crown. All right. Couldn't get her knocked out. She was the number one ranked dog SRS wise to win the crown. Oh, wow. You're yeah, saying she I mean, came she, in came in season right before the crown? Yeah, and I couldn't knock her out. Mm. Right. But yeah, yeah that's, she that's won. A shame. Yeah, it was. At three and a half, she won an 80 dog plus SRS event. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. So you, you go back and, yeah, that, that hurt. But you go back and you go, and she's already won one already this year. And you just go. You take a deep breath and you be patient with her career. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and it doesn't matter if you're running a junior dog or a, you know, whatever dog you're running, be patient. Okay. The, the best is yet to come. Please be patient. Mm-hmm. And it's hard like, to do. It is right. hard to do. Yeah, it seems like the overall reoccurring theme of, of this episode is patience. Yeah, patience, slow down. I mean, I mean, we just, you know, yeah, just be patient. To be a teacher. Again, we're teaching. We're not training. Mm-hmm. I noticed we're, we're coming up on that uh, hour mark. John, do you have any other questions you want to scoot in for Lyle? That way we don't take up too much of of his time man honestly i had pretty much everything i wanted to ask about uh swim by in particular i think if we were to you know continue asking questions we might get off topic a little bit and i do think (laughs) that you know what uh what lyle did just say is a just a really great uh you know summary of what we're trying to do here not only with uh swim by but with our dogs and in general Mm -hmm. I think, you know, you know, it's a valid point. You talk about, uh, you know, even for junior dogs being patient. And I don't think there's any shame in running your dog that you've trained up to a senior level in a junior test, you know. Absolutely um, not. Okay. Right. Yeah. Be patient. Just, you know, just, just. Everybody wants the ribbons and this and that, but we have to look at the long-term goal of what we're trying to achieve and just be patient. Um, you know, we're, we're all guilty of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, just, just, you know, when you're, when your dog's ready for the seniors, run some juniors. When your dog's ready for the masters, run some seniors, just be patient. And, and look at the long-term goal. And, and that's the biggest thing you've got to look at is setting goals. Goals are not, well, I think I want to do this. Goals are not goals unless you write them down. On January 1st, every year I write down on January 1st the goals for the whole year, what I want to accomplish at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I know me and John kind of uh, forget what episode it was, but we kind of sat down and, and discussed what our goals were for this year. You know, doing that same thing, you know, speak it out, write it down, do something mm-hmm. to to really solidify what your goals are and, you know, strive for them. And if you meet them, then great, set new ones and try to try to meet those. 
Oh, yeah. Goals can change along the way, but it is nice to have, you know, at least a path, something mm-hmm. you're working towards. Yes. Well, Lyle, like you said, you got to get up at, at four in the morning. So <laughs> we, we appreciate you uh, you coming on, you sharing some wisdom and, you know, giving us all, all this advice and input. And, and I know I appreciate it. I can keep all these things in, in consideration when I'm running dogs, mine or otherwise. I hope our listeners can can take away as much from this episode as I know there is to be taken away. So I, I feel like this episode is definitely going to be one of those ones that that people listen to more than more than twice, probably just to really soak it all in because. There's a lot of good information here. I can't wait till it comes out. I'm ready to listen to it myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just well, got to edit it. Well, and here's the deal. If someone's got a question, and I've said this multiple times, just call me. Okay? And, and that's, that's crazy. For a lot of years, I'd say that. Nobody would call me. But you call me. And I'll answer your question. If I don't know the answer, let's just learn together. Because if you're not getting better every day as a trainer, or if you think you know everything in anything, I don't care what job you do, if you're not getting better and learning, then and then you're done. You know, uh, right. so, I mean, just pick up the phone, call my cell phone. I'll answer it. If I don't answer it, then I'm busy or whatever. And, and. You know, let's just learn together because, you know, here's the deal with my career. I understand where I'm at, okay? I'm not at the beginning. I'm not in the middle. I understand that I am at the end of my career. And then when I'm done or gone, I can't help you. And... All my mentors, they're gone. I have no one to call to ask for help. And that's that's extremely upsetting because every day I need help, but I don't have anybody to call. So, I mean, please use me to make you better. And if, if I don't know, let's just learn together. Right. We appreciate you. Uh, and we appreciate you coming on the, uh, this episode to share some knowledge. I know everyone's going to find uh, some value in it, like uh, Dominic and I have. Mm-hmm. Um, since we're, you, uh, you mentioned uh, giving you a, a call, um, I, I do want to at least uh, share um, with our listeners what kind of social media accounts you have and website and stuff like that, uh, where people could reach out to you. Well, I mean, we're on Facebook with Castile Creek Kennels and then on Instagram and then just call my cell. It's 816-522-9650. And just like I say, just don't ever, I don't care what question you have, just call, you know, and I'll help you. If not, I'll, I'll hopefully point you in the right direction. Okay. Awesome. Is there a, is there an ideal time to call you? Early. <laughs> Five thirty, <laughs> yeah. six o'clock in the morning. Um, right after you fished Bob out the pond. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah. No, it's just call me early in the morning, and and like I say, yeah. You know, after five or six o'clock, after being hot and tired and wore out and go, just another day. Yeah, no. Just call me early. I'll help you, okay? Awesome. I know our listeners will appreciate that. I might have to give you a call, too, every once in a while. Just (laughs) call. Just call, all right? I'll give you a call on my way into work every once in a while just to check in and see how you're doing. I appreciate it. Thank you.
No problem. Thank you, Lyle, for, for coming on. Thank you, listeners, for for sticking with us and always you know, tuning in to, to hearing our guests or hear us speak about whatever topic we're talking about. We, we value you guys, and we appreciate the fact that, that you take the time out of your day to, to listen to us talk dog. So thank you again, Lyle. Thank you, listeners. If you enjoy this episode, feel free to write us a review or give us a rate. We, uh, we definitely do look at those and your input's always valued and uh, we, we like to, to connect with you guys as much as possible. So make sure you check us out on Instagram at Operation Gundog. Thank you guys and we'll see you on the next episode.